As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Before the episode begins, we just wanted to let you know about The Athletic's Black Friday deal. Starting Monday night at 5 p.m. Eastern, The Athletic's great writing is just a dollar a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns to lock in our very best price of the year. Just a dollar a month for new subscribers. That's theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. It's Hogan, it's Hogan Johns. Johns. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Ready? I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football gods are always on the Bears' shoulder. Go Bears! Go Bears! Boy. That escalated quickly. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's The Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway. And we're back. It is amazing how many times we sit in this room talking about games like this. Doesn't matter who the coach is anymore, <laughs> it seems. I, I, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, the Bears hit that shot. Andy Dalton, the Marquise Goodwood. It was like the Aaron Rodgers to Randall Cobb play. And it was like, wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen to the Bears. Is, is a good thing happening to the Bears? They're going to win? Come on, we know better than that. Too much time on the clock for uh, Tyler Huntley, man. Never leave. What were they thinking? Never leave Tyler Huntley a minute 33. Never. Everybody knows that. I I was going down the list of players the Bears hit on the field at that time. Angelo Blackson, Cassius Marsh, Deion Bush, DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, Who else was out there? Travis Gibson. Um, Thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to pull this off with these guys. Was it Marquis Christian? you're going to pull this off with these guys? No. And then another coverage breakdown. Deion Bush gets lost. I'm guessing it was him because he was the closest guy to him. I don't know. It looked like nobody was even on that side yeah, of the field. Yeah. It looked like a cornerback was missing. <laughs> well, it's possible because, you know, they've had too many men on the field, and sometimes only 10 men on the field sometimes for the defense this year. Just an unbelievable ending. Coverage bust, relatively easy touchdown run then for Devonta Freeman on the next play. And just like that, it's over. And there were I, there were so many bad things that happened throughout this game. 
in all three phases and the coaching. Like, the offense was not good. Okay, like really at any point. Justin Fields was not playing well. Andy Dalton, cool, nice screen to Darnell Mooney. Otherwise, he was missing high, missing low. He does throw the touchdown pass at the end, but, I mean, that was a wide-open play, too. I, I, mean, I don't want to kill the guy. Andy Dalton was okay, I guess. But the offense as a whole was a mess. The fourth-down play calls were just not good. The timeouts taken? The timeouts, which we can get into. Um, I mean, let's just start there. Hogan Johns. You read him at NBC Sports <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Follow him at Adam Hogan. Adam Johns, read me in The Athletic. There you go. Go. They set you up. I know you wanted to talk about these timeouts. You asked Nagy about them. Well, I mean, essentially wasted all three second-half timeouts. Like, none of the three timeouts were used for managing good. the clock. <laughs> for good. Yeah, for good. <laughs> for managing the clock in a tight game. And there you were after the coverage bust. You did have the ball in your hands. You needed a field goal to tie, and you had none of your timeouts yeah. because they got wasted earlier in the half. So let's go through them. The first one was after that third and one bomb they tried, which I don't think you're trying that bomb if you're playing on punting. But then let's go back to that situation. It's a tight game. The Ravens haven't scored all game really and you had a nine to seven lead at that point right i have that right or no they had a nine to seven you had a seven to six lead Correct. i think at that yes, moment. One you, point lead. Se- you had a seven to six lead so you're protecting the lead and I, you know in a lot of games i would have loved to see the analytics on this and i haven't seen this yet maybe we'll dig it up by monday but because the, the tracks the game you know the percentage of winning based on decisions and coaching decisions i think edge sports does that um I actually felt like a punt there was the right call because you're at midfield. They're not moving the ball. They have Tyler Huntley. If you can pin them back, I think you're feeling pretty good about it. Now, in hindsight, the way the defense gave up that last drive, maybe that's the wrong thing. I don't know. But by trying a bomb down the field, that tells me you're going to go for a fourth down. Like you're taking a shot. They actually got the coverage I think they wanted. They got the one-on-one matchup, and the, it was basically a foul ball from Andy Dalton. Drifted out of bounds in Darnell Mooney. So, again, players need to make the plays. But then it was really confusing to see the punt team out there after that. Like, that's – to me, the third down play call didn't add up with the punt team then coming on the field. And then we got Matt Nagy screaming at everybody on the sideline. Like, I, I couldn't tell what he was He was trying this to. Poor get, radio guy. Oh, man. The, the, yeah, this guy in a yellow hat down there is getting just reamed out by the head coach. There was a problem with the headset. So Nagy's explanation after the game was basically he had no communication with upstairs on what the play call was going to be. And so he had to call timeout to get the headsets fixed. And then he ends up putting the offense out there, which again, let's just be real. Clear. I mean, I know, I know there's a lot here to digest, but just be the head coach. Are you going for it or not? Then trust your offense coordinator to call the play. Like, why do you need to? Why do you need to have that communication? Yeah, serious question. Yeah. You make the call. Just tell them what to do. Go for it. 
then Be trust ready. the... Here, here's my issue with the whole thing. That should have been decided before the third and one bomb. What the play call was? Yes. yes. And maybe, what, what, like, but, you're, you're maybe it was. But his headset's out so he doesn't know that. But again, just trust your OC to call the play. Why do you have, again, it's like, it's just showing. I, I'm just, what, what I would say is that should be hashed out before that, right? So Laser has time to, to make his decision on fourth down. Like, it's, I don't mind the third and one bomb. We've seen Matt Nagy be aggressive in situations like that yeah. before. He has, whether it's Trubisky or Foles, they've been aggressive in third and short situations before. They've taken that shot. We've seen that before, but they just looked ill-prepared. You know, like, I get that the headset issue becomes a convenient excuse, Sure, it's probably a legitimate one. But that conversation, those conversations that you lost in that moment that cost you the timeout, it should have been had before that third and one play. Like, this is what we're doing. If we don't get it, we're going forward and forth. Well, you that's know? what's even more confusing. Because yeah. then he says that, because that's where they ran the Wildcat play, right? Yeah. And they, they get a holding, get it. and they get a holding call on top of that that was declined because they didn't get it anyway. Not he, a new play, he said. He said that's what they had installed all week. Yeah. So then why'd you have to call timeout? It, no, but seriously, like, that doesn't add it's up panic to me. move, yeah. Because you're saying it shouldn't have already been hashed out. Yes. That's what he said. He yeah. said it was. That was the play they were going to run all So then what's Nothing the timeout worse, for? Because yeah, yeah. he, he said he threw, basically put the punt team out there because he didn't know what the call was. and what they're, So none of that makes sense to me. It, it, the process does not make sense there. They wasted one of the timeouts. But then it gets worse, man. It, like, okay, that's an awful coaching decision but then there's more that happens right so now we fast forward <laughs> to the second one um which is maybe the most defensible i don't know what so it's fourth down it's fourth and six this is right after the two minute warning bears are driving this is the drive they end up scoring and take the lead on and it's a crucial play but you have two timeouts, and if you don't get the first down, you need those two timeouts to get the ball back. And Matt Nagy burns a timeout to make sure he gets the right call. Now, this one works out. They do end up converting on fourth down, and so you could say, oh, that was justified. But again, the, the problem I have there, and I actually I do agree, if I have any doubts over what I'm seeing with the defense or the call that we maybe called originally, I, I agree with calling the timeout to make sure you get it right because it's such a crucial play. But I think the argument here is a more well-prepared team wouldn't need to call timeout there. They would just know what the next play is, get it out, get it run, and if they don't get it, now you have two timeouts for your defense to get the ball back. By, by using that timeout there, I should point out the clock was stopped too. Like That's the problem. The clock was stopped. It was after an incompletion. It's not like the clock's running and you're trying to figure, you know, oh, we got to stop the clock. And I, no, the clock was already stopped. And I just feel like a, a better prepared team just gets lined up, runs the next play. The third one's even worse, though. The third one, I, I don't even... That is the definition of a wasted timeout. It really is. and there's like, I, I understand what you're saying about the second one. Right. Agreed. The first, first two, I think play. you can pick. You know, you can pick on a little bit. Fine, you can give them the excuses yeah. that they want. Well, whatever. I don't still don't like the first one, but the third one, Kevin Fishbane, <laughs> our guy, the fish man, doesn't scream out in the press box, but says it loudly enough for everybody hears it in the press row. Oh, they should be going for two here. This is even before, like, Tyro Santos runs onto the field. Yeah, but they call timeout. Like, you wasted it. 
You absolutely wasted a timeout there. It's the second time they've called timeout this year, by the way, on a PAT. Okay. So they score the game winning or the, the go ahead. Obviously not game winning. They lost the game. Go ahead touchdown. Matt Nagy points to the chaos that's ensuing and everybody's celebrating. Come on, man. You got to know. And this is actually something I can speak to as a coach, as a special teams coordinator. The head coach and the special teams coordinator are the two most in charge of understanding if you're going for one or two. Okay? To the point that as this is all, they're running out. It's a, so it's a, they score and they go up four. All right? So... Kicking a PAT puts you up five. There's nothing. Going for two puts you up six, which at least gives you the possibility if they go down and score a touchdown, they can miss the extra point, and it's a tie game. There is no logical argument for not going for two. So when they ran the PAT team out there, or the field goal team out there for the point after, Mike, my brain is like, wait, what's going on? I literally pull it, go into my bag where I have a chart. Still left over from our high school football. It's sitting right there in my bag because I had to double check it. Like, wait a minute. And I'll say, sometimes there is chaos. Sometimes things are going on, which is why you keep a chart right there. And it specifically says you're up this many points or you're down this many points and tells you what to do. It's, that's preparation. The fact that they ever ran the field goal team yeah. out there is an inexcusable coaching mistake. And then you had to burn the timeout because you did it, and they realized they should have been like, going okay, for two. Say you just, you made the mistake. Oh crap! I set my field goal kicker out there. Then so be it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, at that point, you could argue the timeout is more valuable than the yes, the uh, the the one. Like point if, if there's the one game. thing we learned from the loss against the Steelers, you could use an extra timeout. Yeah, and then they meant they didn't get the two point conversion anyway. They did not. So. <laughs> I mean, that, to me, that moment right there might be the John Fox challenging the touchdown against the Packers and getting an overturn for a touchdown. <laughs> yes. And giving the ball. That, to, it, it, the review turned into a turnover and gave the Packers it, the ball. It's inexcusable. And you know what we've, what we've heard from Nagy is that by not calling the plays, I'm more tuned in. It's everything else that's going on, right? Yeah. I feel more prepared. I can talk to Chris Tabor more. Uh, I don't have my head in the thinking about the next play. Like he's like he can watch the game, feel the game. You could throw that out the door right now because he did not seem prepared, did not seem to have a handle for the moment. Sure, he maybe get, maybe got caught up in it, but then that's a bad sign too. You know, like he panicked. Yeah. He panicked, and I get that every win is extremely important for him because his his seat is hot as. The soldier feel faithful. Fire Nagy chance. Yeah, there was Nagy the sucks chance before that. It, it's bad, 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 man. And, and like this is where it crosses the line from. You know, you can. I think you can have well reasoned conversations sometimes about the offense and how much of it is the play calling or the design or the scheme, the rookie quarterback, the poor offensive line play at times, which has gotten better. Like, that's more of a nuanced conversation. We're talking about pretty hard, fast, like, bad uses of game management yeah. by the coaching staff. Like, that's – today was a – and then we haven't even mentioned how far we are in this podcast that Lamar Jackson didn't play today. Like, 
it all looks bad. Like this could, to me, this was the worst possible outcome Matt Nagy could have had today. You're getting a gift that Lamar Jackson's not playing. You're getting the gift. All you need to do is build on what you did in the second half in Pittsburgh offensively, and you win this game easily. Now, you didn't have Allen Robinson, and that hurts. But otherwise, you had the same I don't offense. think he's putting up crazy numbers this year in your offense. No. No, but he was a – Allen Robinson had his best game in Pittsburgh. And That's that, fine. That made a difference. You should have managed more than what you had, which was like seven points. Tyler Huntley should not quarter. look like the better quarterback. Right. Perfect way it, to put it. He just shouldn't. With all due respect to Tyler Huntley, he should not look better than Justin Fields in this game. Mm-hmm. I get that the Ravens throw a lot at rookie quarterbacks. I get they blitz a ton. It can get confusing. They still entered this game allowing 283.3 passing yards per game, the most in the NFL. Yep. This is not the Ravens' defense that everybody is familiar with. They're not that good. Sure, they're okay on third down. They're good on in the red zone and whatnot. But, like, you can get yards on them. You can throw on them. I think if you see some of their previous games, they're prone to making big mistakes. Put it this way, this was probably the first time all season a Justin Fields fantasy owner could have started him and felt confident. Like, that's what it should have been. And that's obviously not how it played Instead, you got, like, Justin Fields running design runs on the first downs of three of his first four possessions, which is okay. Use his legs, make the Ravens fear that, but... Didn't really gain a lot out of it after the first one. You know, the, the third and five pitch play to David Montgomery? I mean, how bad was that play? Oh, yeah. They, I don't know. They, they keep doing that. I don't know. I, like, what are you doing the, there? To, the toss sweep? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The first fourth down? Yeah. yeah. yeah the they fourth. preceded the 40-yard miss from Cairo Santos. Like, what are you doing? Which is another thing. Special teams, not good today. You know, for all the hate that Matt Nagy gets as a play caller, I think we've all forgotten that Bill Lazor might be bad at it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. They're still not scoring. Yeah. You know, again. But again, also, I'm going to die on this hill. I, I will die on this hill. I don't think Cairo Santos misses that field goal if his streak's still alive. I swear to God, it's a 40 yard field goal. It's something he's been draining. And that useless, impossible 65 yarder in Pittsburgh last week at the end of the game was so ill-advised. I actually would still say that's worse than the timeout mishap at the end and not knowing to go for two at the end of this game because it was an impossible play. At least a Hail Mary has a percent. We see see Hail Marys every year. You ever seen a 65-yard field goal from a kicker who's never made more than a 56-yarder in his life? No. Or in a stadium that's never had more than a 55-yard field goal ever in the history of the stadium? It had a 0% chance did, did, did of working. Did Chris say <laughs> last week that he said, no, don't do it? Like He didn't come out and say it exactly, but that was kind of sad, I wasn't it? Yeah. I was confused by Tabor's presser. I, he's never going to throw the head coach under the bus. No, but no. It, no. And, and I, but I, I swear to you, I'm bringing this up again today because I think it cost him three points today. Now you gotta make the. You're still the kicker. You have to make the field goal. Do your job. But I'm telling you, I do not think he misses it if his streak's still alive. If he doesn't miss the one last week, he's locked in. Yeah, maybe it screwed it all up. Maybe it's just another thing to question. Another and another thing, another one. 
He's now 0-4 coming out of the bye. With losses to three backup quarterbacks. Three of those four losses. One of them was Aaron Rodgers last year. Okay, The other three losses to Brock Osweiler, Teddy Bridgewater, when the Saints didn't have Drew Brees, in a game that they got just throttled. throttled. It was an ugly game. They weren't even in it. And then Tyler freaking Huntley today. Something's not working, as suggests Adam. Holy moly. I mean, that's just that's bad. Five-game losing streak. Uh, uh, yep. Six-gamer last year. Four-gamer the year before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. I, I, I get that Nagy will start praising the fight of his team, but sometimes you're just saved by the how mediocre the league is. <laughs> what fight was there today? I don't, I don't, no, I, no, I, no, I don't, no, 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 you know what he's going to say, you know, and everybody should ignore when that's said this year. Um, sometimes you're just saved, again, by how medi- mediocre the, the rest of the league is, and yeah, it, it's... I mean, we're supposed to consider a wide-open bomb to uh, Marquise Goodwin at the end of the game. Fight. Fight. When you brought it up, it's the worst pass defense in the league. Yeah. So you yeah. finally waited till the fourth quarter to do that? I mean, I, I don't... You know, Darnell Mooney had 16 targets today and five catches. Well, 16 those, targets yeah, some of and those five drops, catches. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You had drops in there. You had missed uh, just errant passes. It was not good. I don't... Uh, and, and just to look at the, the missed opportunity here, I mean... You win this game, you're going to Detroit, feeling pretty good, even if it's kind of fool's gold. You're playing a winless Lions. You win that game, you're five and six. Now you're feeling pretty beatable. Are you not? Oh, on Thursday against yeah. the Lions? Yes. The Lions lost by three today. They tied the Steelers last week. Um, they lost. So they tied the Steelers. They lost by three to the Browns. Both teams would beat the Bears this year, by the way. I think it's a very losable game. Very losable. Regardless of who's at quarterback. So, that brings up the question. And I think it's fair at this point. If they were to go into the... You're not going to fire Matt Nagy. you got a game in three days. It's not happening tomorrow. You don't, and they never do this to begin with. That's why I'm about to ask this question. If you do lose, and context within the losses matter. Like, the last couple of losses actually felt pretty decent because Justin Fields played well. Yeah. This one, nothing about this feels good today. And it looks very bad for Matt Nagy for all the reasons we've already talked about. If you have another one of these games on national television Thursday, where it's not just you lost to a team that hadn't won a game yet this season, but you look bad doing it, is there any scenario in which they pull the trigger Friday? George McCaskey would be breaking his own protocols. But isn't it time it's to start breaking time. protocols? Yes, yes. It, let's well past that, man. Well past that. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean I think he's going to do it. No, I know. <laughs> it's a different conversation. But he should. I mean, past history. Like, you know, I, I, this, this is something I've got. Your history sucks. And, and Stop talking about your history and the you know way what? you do things. As Nagy's absence when he was positive with COVID-19 revealed, like, Chris Tabor can handle this. Yes. I mean, what's the freaking difference? <laughs> Honest question. What's the difference? I would suggest that it's, we don't know this, 
there is a possible scenario that Chris Tabor was telling Nagy that the card says go for two, and they still didn't do it originally. I could be wrong. Maybe they were both wrong at the same time. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't some type of conversation going on there in the moment. It should have actually happened before the touchdown was even scored. You should know if you're scored in that situation what you're doing. You should not need a timeout to clean it up. But, yeah, I mean, Tabor can't. The season's lost anyway. I think the, the bigger question there is, are you hurting Justin Fields if Nagy's not around? Well, here's the, the problem. Season. Justin was, Fields is freaking hurt. I know. Your game plan of him running around, going empty set. Taking a beating. Taking a beating. Hit after hit after yes, hit. Yes, when you know this team hits quarterbacks. They're aggressive. And it's just, it's... There is nothing left for this team to evaluate. I put this in, in, in my column. There's nothing left for George McCaskey and Ted Phillips to evaluate if, if Justin Fields is not playing. There is nothing else. It's just True. the potential to get worse. If Justin Fields has cracked ribs, it's never a good sign when he goes from questionable to return to out within well, a matter of minutes. Because usually an x-ray occurred. Yes. And they, and they saw their answer. Yeah. Not a good sign. If Justin Fields is not playing, there is nothing left for ownership to evaluate for this season. And there's also no way Matt Nagy did not know how bad it was when he came to the Yeah. There's nothing left. And if he didn't know, then that's also bad. And you don't beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. Who cares? Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey. Doesn't matter. Oh, man. We got to go to Detroit for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we do. That sucks. <laughs> I'll see you there. I, you know, I, I like vow to never ever complain about this job because you know there's a lot of people watching, I love listening. It. We do love it, but you know, sometimes having to go to Detroit on Thanksgiving to watch like, who played all- who played quarterback for them today? Tim Boyle. I don't want to watch Tim Boyle play against Andy Dalton. We've seen David Blau. Yes. We, I mean, we've seen this happen. I miss you, Matthew Stafford. Oh man, Calvin Johnson, what are you doing these days? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You wanted to play Robert Quinn. Oh, yeah, we should do that before we get out of here. So it's kind of – it was nice to see that people on that defense do care, though. <laughs> like, I, I, this is the first game that Roquan Smith hasn't talked after a yeah. game. Well, that you was know what, though? But apparently – That I, man played his ass off I, today. I, I, 16 tackles, two for loss, all over the field. And so did Robert Quinn. Three and a half sacks. And he was distraught. He was not yeah. pleased. So, and I, I did not see this, but apparently it was on the broadcast people were talking about on Twitter. I guess Roquan Smith was really, like, visibly pissed off on the sideline or whatever on the field after that whole sequence at the end of the game. Um, we did not hear from him afterwards, but Robert Quinn spoke, and you can hear the disgust in his voice. So, here he is, Robert Quinn. This is his entire post-game press conference, which I think is uh, worth listening to. Um, well, it's not a... Uh, it's, it's sickening, you know. I'll just put it that way. It's, it's, it's you know, it's a, like a punch to the gut. It's uh, then we had the lead. Ball was, in, you know, the Ravens had the ball and it was in the defensive. Or no, no, for us to close it out, and we didn't do that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a gut punch. Robert, did you have an idea that you wouldn't be facing tomorrow today? And how did that change things for you guys? Uh, I literally, we found out like right before, you know, we went out or started, man, really didn't change anything. Uh, you know, uh, number two, he's a mobile quarterback just like him. Um, you know, we just stuck to our game plan. We just didn't finish. Remember, what was the, the tenor of your defense puddles on that last drive? I mean, was there a panic? Was, were you certain it was, you were going to get the job? No, it was, it was more just making sure. Sound comical thinking about making sure guys do their 111 so they didn't score, but well, they scored, so I'll just leave it at that. How are you guys? It's been a while since you guys have won a game. Does this feel like a point during that stretch? Um, I mean, to me, it's week to week. I mean, right now it's sickening, you know, because in the fashion in which we just lost, and especially I was on the field when it happened, so it's, it's, it's sickening. Um, at the end of the day, this game, again, I like to say this game over with and on to next week. Um, <laughs> let's just try to figure out a way. Try to figure out a way. The fact that you have four days to try to figure out a way, what's the challenge? Get your legs fresh. Um, and really, that's it. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't know if they, they're coming off a short week, too. So, we'll have them get fresh and uh, basically man up and, you know, execute the best when we get back out there. So, not to make football complicated or anything. Robert, you have a decade in the league, a successful player, a professional. Um, how does it sit with you to have a, a strong defensive performance overall for the game undercut by guys not doing their job at the end? Um, well, it's not, you know, I, I would say I, 
that last drive it sucked because again it was in our hands but there's bits and pieces I know one drive I'll just tell it to myself I got you know out leverage and you know down that drive they got three points so if I did a better job maybe you know three points off the board and it's a whole different game um, at the end of the day defense yes you know, we were, we were out there. We had an opportunity to close the game as a defense, which we pride ourselves on, and we didn't do that. So we really got some – we got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out who we really are. Rob, I appreciate you, you know, not wanting to stand in front of the media and publicly talk about whatever mishaps took place on the field, especially that last drive. But are those conversations that you guys will have privately, one-on-one, where you go to guys and say, hey, this breakdown here is unacceptable. This, this thing can't happen. I mean, at some point, you just no need to be sensitive. I mean, call a spade a spade. You know, again, when a play call is called, everybody has a, a 111th. Do your 111th. If you ain't do your 111th and you get called out, don't be sensitive. Get yourself fixed and get it right. Man. I'll just leave it at that. Robert, the big play on that last drive was the third and 12 that they hit against busted coverage. Any sense for what allowed that spring open for them? I wasn't covering on that play. I have no idea what the coverage was. So I, yeah, I couldn't tell you much about that. Second straight year, you guys have had a really, really long losing streak with, with you here, obviously. Do you lose faith in the direction of things when you go through a stretch as long as this? I, again, I, I, me personally, I literally take, of course, I look at our record, but can't change it. So I just really try to stay week to week. And, you know, that's how I keep it fun. You know, you looking to the rear view and now you're you're feeling sorry for yourself. Now you're carrying unnecessary weight. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks. And I'm not saying I don't, I'm not upset about our record, but I mean, I put it behind us. And again, come Thursday, can we show up and can me and we as a Bears perform like we're supposed to and give people something to cheer about? Being in a similar position last year with having you know, is he, is it a band just said a really long losing streak than having to break off several wins to get yourself in a position in the playoffs? What does it take for you all to get to that point where you basically have to win every game? <laughs> well, uh, simple philosophy, have more points on the board than the team. Um, again, offense, special teams, I really don't have too much to do about. But, you know, defense, again, I, we can keep more points off the board. I mean, that's all I can really control, you know, at least my part and just keeping trying to keep points off the board and score because we can score on defense. So maybe we just got to raise our standards and expectation for ourselves and, and actually start performing like we, we want to. But, you know, if it was a fifth. <laughs> now, now, again, to, to ramble off that list from the beginning of the podcast, you're down to Cassius Marsh, Angela Blackson, Dion Bush, Archie Christian, um, DeAndre Houston Carson, these are guys you do not want to be counting on to shut down the opponent. There's no Cleo Mack. There's no Akeem Hicks. I mean, you were banged up. Eddie Jackson. No Eddie Jackson. You were banged up. Yeah. They were close, but. But you're going up against Tyler. Allen. Again, yeah. And, you, and yeah. that group was the same group on the field the whole game that had only, that had not allowed a touchdown yet. Yeah, and to let them go down the field that easily is unbelievable. And you could tell without him saying it, Robert Quinn was pissed at whoever's fault it was on that busted coverage. Yeah, maybe we'll get more answers Monday. 
Uh, let's see. Coordinators probably talk Tuesday this week. It's right? going to be gonna be a fast week. Jumbled mess. Um, I don't know if we'll get those answers. All I know is it's really bad. This is about as a really kind of worst-case scenario loss for a team that Look, even if they had improved to five and six by Thursday, they they're not they weren't going to be good enough to make the playoffs no. with all those injuries you just rattled off on their defense. But it would have had a maybe a different vibe. Maybe like it could have had, and maybe fans don't even want this, but it could have had a better feel for. Well, you would have Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. You would have the development of Justin Fields taking place if, if that's the case, right? Well, that's another point, like. Depending on how hurt Justin Fields is, like Justin Fields could have been the ticket for Matt Nagy saving his job. Yes, now he doesn't me. have no. Him. So, nothing. so regardless, of even just the in-game stuff that happened, like the injury. I mean, I I, I just got to imagine if you're Matt Nagy driving home right now as we're recording this, it's it, like how could how could today have been worse? I mean, I it can know. get I mean, worse. I mean, it could have been worse. It can get worse it, it Thursday. Worse. I, I've seen worse games. I have seen worse games, but this one was ugly. This was one of the – now, I've said this recently a lot. Um, it's a bad – that's one of the worst losses of Matt Nagy era. And those worst losses are adding up. Cleveland. This might be worse than that. Oof. Oof. Wow. Um, yeah, I like – I think I like black out sometimes and forget some games. Because they're so bad, like you just like kind of like, oh yeah, that, that happened. We'll get through it. We'll be here. They're three and seven. Uh, this, I mean, this loss definitely cl- clinches. Like they're no shot at making the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, not that that was going to happen anyway. Um, but at least they can't, you know, cling to a playoff berth and not very competitive loss to the Saints in the playoffs to, you know, justify everybody. Coming back, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They might try. Who knows? I just This is going to be interesting these next few days. A lot of people are going to be talking in a short amount of time. Could be emotional. <laughs> I think it just sets up Thursday for bad things. Like yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gone. like, we, we've been through this before, though. I mean, like, yeah. this is... We've covered Mark Tressman. We've covered John Fox. And this season has the feeling of one of their seasons. Well, especially a game like this. And like that moment I'm talking about where you don't know that you're supposed to go for two. Relatively yeah. Obvious. You mentioned Kevin Fishbane screaming out of the press box. You well, know. not screaming, but like... Well, just the fact Why aren't they going for two? That's you know, what I'm trying to do with Kevin Fishbane. John Fox would say the hot dog laid in press conference. Well, up here in the hot dog laid... I ate two today. Plenty of hot dogs because <laughs> apparently... you know, it's, it's all they serve here. Yeah. Um, you know, you got... Reporters yelling out, "Hey, you're supposed to go for two here. You got, you know." Whew. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Post game columns are up. Mine's at NBCSportsChicago.com. Johnsy on the Athletic.com/slash Hogan Johns. You should be subscribed. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch our disgusted faces as we talk about this uh, and. Uh, Subscribe there. We appreciate you doing that. Still a couple weeks to get obvious shirts. All proceeds going to the 22Q Family Foundation. Shirts, sweatshirts, hats coming, I promise. It's all there for you. Thank you for being loyal. Listeners, viewers, we're not going anywhere. There's seven more games left.
contest. We've done this before. Oh, yeah. Don't doubt we'll our through it. Do not doubt our ability to get through these seasons. We, we are experienced. We got through the 2014 Chicago Bears. This is nothing. <laughs> if it goes that route, though, we won't. Watch out. All right, uh, we're out of here. We'll talk to you Thursday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Then we'll be in Detroit Thursday. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yippee! Talk to you Tuesday. See ya. Hog. 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 Hog.